0: Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, crafting, and life in my northern town. Come back weekly and we'll chat about all the things that I'm working on. My name is Vicki Holloway and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to to this week's podcast it's Saturday the 18th of May 2019 and this week is the I don't know what I'm doing episode. I want to say that I started out the last week feeling like I had a game plan and then I knew what I was going to do and May is the entire month is dedicated to prepping for the summer. So the first thing I did was I cut out all of the hexagons from the beginning of the year where I stopped hand sewing the hexagons for my temperature quilt. And it is a seven hexagon flower for like a grandmother's flower garden. And I kind of ran into a roadblock i don't really know what i'm doing i've been asking friends and i had people looking at some of my hexagons and stitching and i don't know sometimes you know when you don't get a rounding uh, applause on things you feel like maybe there's something wrong with it but there isn't anything wrong with it is the temperature it records the high temperature of every day according to a chart now on january february march april And into the end of April, beginning of May. Lots and lots of dark blue. Winter came late and it stayed long. And I found that if I did seven in here and they're in a Ziploc bag, then I can make them a portable project. And I have prepped them all. I used a glue stick and I cut out paper. For the templates the paper piecing templates from cardstock using my Cricut maker which is another thing I don't really know what I'm doing with it I'm reading directions and tutorials and I sit down and I feel good about it and then I'm like I don't know what I'm doing I I did wreck one board because I did put the wrong mat and the wrong type of uh, blade on there and it rocked the board but that's okay I have extra and I'm good but look this is May we are getting more colors we're getting greens and yellows in my hexagons they're all in a bag to go for the summer so that when we go to Highland Games I can just put my little bag of hexagons little pair of scissors thread and my needle i will be good to go hopefully by the end of the summer I'll have all of the hexagons sewed together and ready to put For fall into the fall section of the quilt and then I'm hoping next year to get it all sewn together as a grandmother's flower garden. But I used my Cricut and cardstock and part of why I don't know what I'm doing is that I could have added a whole another row and not wasted the whole eight and a half eleven sheet of paper. But the cool thing is I saved the paper that I cut out because I thought that would make an awesome template for some sort of art project, or I don't know, I'm working on a shadow box 3D mixed media project. And I'll talk about that later on why I'm jumping into something different. So i want to put my hexagon template down and try not to bend it. But I thought it'd be cool to show you. It's, it's just really cool. I could paint it, I could put it in a background. I don't know, use it as a stencil. Those kinds of things are always fun to exercise and challenge your creativity. The other thing this last week I found that I don't know what I'm doing on is my makeup. I've been talking with my friend all the time about my makeup now for the last couple of um, months, especially. And I'm, if you're looking on YouTube, you'll notice I'm wearing bright red lipstick. But why is it the lighting dark around me? Well, (laughs) it's raining outside and if I have uh, all the lights on, I'm so white and washed out in the color, all you see is talking red lips. It's very French, but it's not (laughs) exactly the look I was going for. So I um, am wearing my eye makeup a little bit heavier and I feel like, I have a lot of makeup on for grocery shopping today, but it's really not a lot of makeup. It's just a lot more than what I'm used to. And I think that's where I just, when you enter the zone where you don't feel like you're confident in knowing what you're doing, then you feel like you don't know what you're doing. Hmm, My lips, I think they're a little crooked. Same with my eyes. I always feel like one side of my eye makeup is heavier than the other and I feel like one side of my lip is a little fuller like maybe just outside the lip line and the other goes on the inside and I look like I'm crooked or I kind of have a Bell's palsy tick anyway in my face but anyway, you know it's just I don't know what I'm doing so I'm watching all kinds of YouTube tutorials and my friend Miranda Parker, I call her my friend because I've actually met her in real life. I mean, we don't hang out or anything, but her husband played Highland Games. Um, He's still doing one game, I think, this year and I might be able to see her. So we would chat back and forth and I've watched her kids grow up. So she's a unique presenter and does a lot of education on makeup. And I would recommend if you want to learn a lot about how to put makeup on, then you should her but I need to have um, I probably need to have her help me color match a better foundation I, I pick my natural color and it's it's not good it's just not good what else have I done this week that I don't know what I'm doing well I've been playing around with my larger ring it's a metal ring and I cast on a whole whole scale Spool of thinner crochet, uh, not crochet macrame cord. I want to call it thread, but it's not. It's not yarn either. It's cord, and I've been playing around with this idea of doing an arcing uh, mesh, and. With just a square knot, and you make like a um, a mesh, and then, as I'm tapering it down like a bandana almost, then I'm adding some square knots and some naturally colored beads. I don't know what I'm doing because I don't really know where I want to go with this. I've been surfing Pinterest, I've been looking all over on what I can do with these kind of hoops um, I like the bohemian look but I don't really want to add cabbage roses I thought do I want to leave it clean and simple like just beads do I want to add succulents or something because I'm really loving the succulent craze right now and house plants and that's my next segue um so I don't know what I've been doing I have been messing around with this five minute project now for nearly a month. It's just aggravating because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> the sense of I, you know, I just feel like I'm floundering. I really don't know what I'm doing on some things. So when that happens, that's usually a theme of there's a lot of things going on in my life where I, I really don't feel like I know what I'm doing. And some of it is we had someone near to us passed away what do you say? I don't know what I'm doing there. What do you say that's helpful? I mean, I said, I'm sorry. It just feels so empty, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So that's been something that's been an, you know, an ongoing, um, long battle that this person had with cancer. And what, what do you say to the family? What do you say Except I'm sorry. And this is like this will be the second or third funeral in a few months and I don't like that. I don't do well in those kinds of situations. Who does? Um but I feel totally inept. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, it's not something I'm very skilled at, I guess. And I don't have a lot of confidence that what I'm saying is helpful or right, because there's nothing worse than being a person who says something when you mean well, and then have it be the one thing that sticks in their mind is, well, that was really not a helpful thing to say. So, you know, that's kind of, I, you know, maybe that's being an introvert. You just, get preoccupied over all of those things and you get (laughs) replaying all of those things in your head. Now, my husband is very good with this. He's he's going to go and support me and, and the family, but he's also very good at writing words. You know, when you, what do you say on the, on the internet? Sometimes I'm like sending love to your family. I put that, but my husband can write this beautiful paragraph about the person and after watching Brene Brown's Netflix original it I've never heard of her before believe it or not um and I watched it and I'm like you know this is all about vulnerability and courage and she says they're both the same thing I would highly recommend watching everybody's talking about Brene Brown's um I can't remember what the name of the show is but It doesn't matter. You'll find her on Netflix as well as she has some free um, audio readings of her books on her website. And it's just her name. Look her up. She's got some fabulous little shorts on YouTube of her speeches. And she's a TED Talk person. And she is a sociologist who studies courage and vulnerability. And that's what I figured this last week that I was bumbling around because I lacked the confidence to be vulnerable. Top it all off, my daughter broke her leg on Mother's Day. Now she's an adult and has got three children and I couldn't run down there and fix it right away. I'm kind of holding off in case there's something that needs to happen more medically as an intervention, but she got help. She, her mother-in-law came and, you know, She is asking me questions and wanting to know as a nurse, you know, what to expect with a broken bone. And I'm going to tell you, I am not an orthopedic nurse and I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I look it up. We look it up on Google together. I go, I don't know. Let's look it up. You know, I would expect A, B, and C to be normal. I would expect D to not be normal. Um, Get a second opinion if you're not comfortable. And ask questions, and I think that's you know kind of all ties back to something else that happened this week is I had the last of my million and one doctor's appointments, and my doctor wanted to start me on a medicine that we didn't have a lot of time to talk about in the office. We were waiting on um, my lab results, and they came back, you know not any different where they were, so I was not surprised on you know my glycohemoglobin or hemoglobin A1c. So he wanted to add another medicine. But something felt not right about that without asking more questions. And I researched it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything in the type of nursing I do about the treatment of um, diabetes either. I'm learning and I'm looking it up and I'm becoming uh, more and more educated on it. But one of the side effects was a condition I've already had and I didn't know if it would make it worse and that's thyroid cancer. Um, So he's doing research and going to get back to me. So when I hung up the phone with them, I realized, you know, this is really all about this courage, the courage to be vulnerable and ask questions because I don't know and to take a risk because it wasn't all that long ago where I wouldn't have asked a doctor for myself a question. I wouldn't have done that because, you know, nurses take doctor's orders, right? You just take them. Occasionally, I would ask a question once I became confident in the type of nursing I do about medicines and treatments and what we're supposed to do. But overall, you know, that's a risk. And it's a risk that means you have to be vulnerable to being told that that was a stupid question, right? It's it's one of those ridiculous things that comes from adolescence, I think, of being afraid to ask a question. You know, the week of, I don't know what I'm doing. I asked my friend, you know, what about this lipstick? What about it? I just look at it and I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't wear this out in public, but I like it. I think it looks pretty good on me. I'll wear it. Don't really need to be uh, afraid to ask questions though and say, Hey, what do you guys think? Do you think I should wear darker lips for a YouTube video? Do you think I should go back to the unnatural look that even though I was wearing a lot of makeup looked unnatural and be vulnerable and just know that there are going to be people who like certain things and people who don't. So being vulnerable and being brave. Um, I have to say, today I made a choice to be be brave and stay home. Um, I've been asked a lot to go up to the Relay for Life Cancer Walk. And my husband took his mom, who has breast cancer. And before, I would make a decision out of, I don't know what I'm doing. What do you say to people as a person who had a very um, scary diagnosis but the treatment is actually not as involved it's not an aggressive type of cancer but it is cancer and I've had people who wanted to say oh you know you need to come up here and be supportive and do the cancer walk and do the remembrance for all the people in your life and I can't do it today I out of a very clear and courageous spot I said no it's not for me today. Maybe someday in the future I will, but not today. And it's it's just one of those things that to say these things out loud is not easy because it makes you vulnerable to be brave to say, I chose no and it's okay. I asked a question and it was okay. So that was my week of, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, and it was the whole being indecisive. It was the whole asking questions, because over the last couple of years in my adult life, I have been um, scolded by people at work for asking questions, and I decided that being brave is also being vulnerable, and asking questions is okay, and it's okay to say I don't No. But let's go look it up. So that's where I'm at this week. It's been a week of, you know, well, how do you cope with that? You know, when you're trying to do all of this difficult stuff, I dug out my macrame and made a few decisions. I'm going to put the beads on it. I also decided that I wanted to grow some more indoor plants because outside it is still only in the 50s and my garden is not growing big so I can't do too much out there for growth and new life coming up from the earth I find it so exciting and I enjoy my perennial garden and I enjoy my fairy garden but see I felt like I didn't know what I was doing there because it's not growing it's not coming along I don't even remember where I planted things so I looked for growth and new life in the house so I didn't bring the plants for the um, video because the lighting but the other part is I don't want to spill them on my quilt that I'm going to show you next. And the one thing I found was a treasure trove of plants in the hallway that were left by people 10, 15, some even 20 years ago, who I do remember working there when I first started. Yeah, I've been there that long. And they're in a public window and they're doing very well. And there's a spider plant, which I'm going to take a a cutting from later because I didn't do well with a spider plant I was trying to grow in water and I found a jade plant and it's an old jade plant it's been there the longest and there's a couple of um like one that has an arrow shed, arrow head shaped leaf that I like a lot I'm going to try cutting on that in the future but I'm doing one at a time I like the jade a lot and I've been watching with mind and heart which is my daughter-in-law Renee's um, Instagram page and she's doing um, lots of printables and coloring books and the mental health um, and stress management workbook but she also loves succulents and she's done a video on her um, Instagram store—not story stories Instagram TV I guess they call it IGTV about how to grow succulents from the little leaves so I looked at the bottom to see if a leaf had fallen off the jade and I did find one and it had a plant already a little tiny baby started so i took it home and it's in a little tiny canning jar you know the little tiny ones for jam with soil in it and then i pinched off a calenco leaf which is in my office and we'll see if i can start growing them at home i am so ridiculously excited because i don't know what i'm doing with it And this now I can change to, I'm very excited about not knowing. It's all an experiment. You know, the things I'm doing in my quilting now, it's all an experiment. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And it's been so much fun. See, you can take that whole, I don't know what I'm doing and let it weigh you down like the first part of the podcast but I'm going to tell you I've been able to find I don't know what I'm doing and it's fantastic it's wonderful gardening I don't really know what I'm doing but I realized it doesn't matter I put some plants in the ground a few years ago and they're growing they're coming up I have no idea where I put my hostas still I don't know but one or two are starting to poke up I'm excited they survived um some of the yuccas I moved they they might be alive not sure yet. They still look kind of dead. But there is signs of green and the leaves. So that's good side. It's exciting. It's an experiment. I don't know what I'm doing. And the rest of it is um, I also go to things that I know, like long arming. And I needed something to do that was going to be helpful and useful for somebody. So I worked on my Quilts for Cure quilt. And it's off the frame now. And I can't show you all of it, but I can show parts of it on YouTube and there'll be pictures in on the show notes. So I did a feather border and you can see in the dark blue hearts, I did a paisley or little feather. And then in the lighter hearts, I did my go to swirls and then I randomly mixed it up. I did a little stipple in the background and you can see it all just turned out great but the best part is I took a chance on a yellow thread with that dark blue border where you could see the feather in the border but on the back I was terrified it's a solid navy blue and it turned out I can't believe it it turned out Let's see. I want to look at this. Oh, it was a huge risk. And I'm really happy to say I didn't know what I was doing with it. And it worked. Sometimes things work out fantastic. Sometimes not so much. But I was thrilled with how that really bright yellow, just it's a middle yellow in it. The bright yellow it's not gold it's yellow and like sunshine and it really stood out on that blue and I just jumped in the free motion quilting with both feet and just did the best I could and yeah there's a few bobbles here and there And it's not perfect but that's what makes quilting so much fun it's a little bit imperfect and people feel like they don't know what they're doing I never feel like I know exactly what I'm doing when it comes to quilting, and you just take a chance, and sometimes it works out. Took a chance um, of hanging my felt circles in my living room window, and those who are watching on YouTube can see it way in the background. I hung everything up, and some of them are a little short. Good news is I still have some felt circles I can add and make them all the same length, and. I've decided that round circles and that is going to be my design theme with the colors. So things that I'm working on are seem to all be circular or hexagon shaped, but the circles are so cool, so in, so now, and I might even try to do something circular in a quilt with applique, I said applique, and collage, but I just love how circles are hot and they look good. And you can see that circles are infinite. And I don't know what I'm doing with all of the interior design, but I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. So when you feel like you don't know what you're doing, I get a few things out that I've been working on. Make a few decisions, maybe if I'm stuck, just try it. It'll turn out. Or not. It's okay. If I feel like I don't know what to say, sometimes you just say what's on your heart. And simple, I'm sorry. Can I help you? I'm here for you. I'm concerned. Those are sometimes all I can say. And sometimes when you ask a question, it is a big risk. But it's worth it. You're worth being heard. You're worth getting an answer. So watch Brene Br- uh, Brown. Brene Brown. Yes, her Netflix um, little speech was an hour and 10 or 15 minutes. It's phenomenal. I think it's the um, condensed version of many, many books that she wrote. She's funny. She made it very, very um, relatable and I totally enjoyed it. And it helped me figure out that I can be vulnerable and courageous all at one time. And it's okay to not know what you're doing because nobody does isn't that the secret of midlife we realize nobody knows even in quilting and I feel like I have more experience in that than many other things so I would like everybody to look at my insta instagram um I'm just I'm just thinking about what we talked about but yes on my um IG site Um, I'll link in and I'll put a picture I'm going to have a quilt come out this summer in a couple well actually in June a couple weeks and they said that I can post pictures of it it'll be in show notes too it's called show me the way it's a modern arrow um, quilt that I made last year and I took that quilt all over northern michigan in the fall to get pictures of it and i'm like some of the most beautiful pictures are ones out in nature with the fall colors but you know i knew it was going to be printed in june so i had to try to find a not seasonal photo so that will be a fun thing to look up and see how they print that magazine and stuff i'm excited because i it's a digital magazine and um It's a quilt pattern magazine. I'll have a link to the show notes for that. And I wrote an article that's going to be in make modern magazine in September. So that's a fun thing to look forward to. Um, I'm working on finishing up this quilt for cure quilt and binding it because the quilt shop asked me to be part of four local long armors for their shop hop that we're each going to take an hour throughout the whole day of the shop hop and do presentations on how to help your long armor by having your quilt prepared and ready to go. The you know tips and tricks about prepping a quilt to be long armed. There, that's a better way to say that. And I'm going to be brave. And I said yes to going to that. I love Delphine's Quilt Shop. It's right next door to my house and I'm going to see all the people from um, one segment of the Shop Hop, and I'm going to be vulnerable, show some of my quilts and show that I'm one of the only people who does a lot of um, free motion quilting and um, no computerized quilting. And so that's kind of a risk because a lot of people like machine quilting with the computer and that's okay it's just not what I do mine's just a little different so those are a couple of things that are coming up and things that I'm working on and I'm still sewing my pineapple quilt that will be part of a sew along with fat quarter shop and for the rest of the weekend I'm going to watch quilt market on instagram and see all of the new things that are coming out and be inspired. I'm also being inspired by gardening, and I'm also being inspired by actually art and watching it on on Netflix and stuff because we don't have an art museum close by, so it's been pretty cool doing all of the things, both the hard things that I don't know what I'm doing and taking chances and finding out I really like my crazy curtain made of circles in my living room I really like this yellow thread on this quilt and I took a big chance and I wore a bright red lipstick and I might leave it on and go grocery shopping in it yeah we'll see I would like everyone to have the most fabulous wonderful week And quilt on everyone.